travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the weirdness. Why are we wearing bras on our heads? The history. Live Aid. We're coming together. And the simple pleasures. All I hear is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Oh my, things have turned dark here at Stuck in the 80s indeed. Welcome, my friends, to the first annual anti-Valentine's show here. Why anti-Valentine's? Because I have one philosophy in life, my friends, and this is it. Love stinks. Love stinks. Oh yes, love stinks indeed, and right now I have nothing but hatred for my two heckling co-hosts, the uh, once beautiful but now just plain oh, mean I Kathy know. What can I say? Happy to be here? Um, or dismayed? Dis- oh, I'm just trying to control myself from that double entendre you didn't mean to make just there. Nah, oh, nobody God. heard it. I know, but Sean and I did. <laughs> And right. Sean Daly, Times Music Critic, The Man in Black today. Yeah, I'm really embarrassed. When you said this was the anti-VD show, I totally <laughs> thought we were talking about gonorrhea. I know. You thought it was going to be a wait, PSA. I couldn't wait to hear our gonorrhea songs. Yeah, no, famous uh, gonorrhea scenes from Cat 80s scratch movies. Fever. <laughs> the crab scene no, from... Uh, so you guys today are going to unload your uh, sad sack stories about being dumped, about dumping. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not that. Um, that's not not this show. Oh my that's god, a different this show. is going to be a weird show. But yeah, anyway, yeah. love stinks today. Love stinks. Yeah, and it is Valentine's week, so yeah. what better week to do it? We have some of the saddest songs of the '80s lined up to play. We'll uh, share a yep. tear or two when we talk about uh, some past love lives. We gone. dedicate this show to all those people that had uh, crappy you... Valentine's days. Oh yeah, sitting at home with their tub of Hagen Dazs. <laughs> Watching a, a, a Drew Barrymore movie marathon on TV oh. and just generally feeling sorry for themselves. But you know what? You have company with the Stuck in the 80s crew. Because nobody yep. is more misfortunate, misunderstood, or underloved than the three of but us. But see, I'm afraid yeah. to love. I'm afraid to love, <laughs> You're Kathy. afraid to love. Is that I, what I'm it is? I'm afraid to love. I, I, I'm afraid to commit. I have serious um, uh, intimacy issues. <laughs> That I've talked to a doctor about. I'm and, sorry. Um, this isn't. This is stuck in the '80s, not Doctor Phil. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason you have a fever fiance and not a forever fiance. fiance yes. yes, my 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 beloved. She could tell you a story or two. I'm sure she could. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we got a lot of good songs. I love this. I'm looking at this uh, song list here, and I think that this is the best soundtrack to any stuck in the '80s uh, podcast. Wow, yeah. that's a bold statement. Yeah. Can, can you go on a limb and say that the '80s had some of the saddest songs ever? I mean, you've got one of the saddest bands ever. You got the Smiths. Oh yeah. And did they ever make a happy song? Um. Well, there was that one love song where he says that he wanted to be hit by a double decker bus and yeah. to die by your side. Such a heavenly way to die. So no, the answer well, is no. <laughs> and his girlfriend in a coma. Yes. Yes. I wish I had penned that myself. Oh. But uh, so you've got the saddest band. Saddest band. You've got uh, 
what other bands? You've got even the happiest bands in the world, like Night Ranger, <laughs> singing Don't Tell Me You Love Me. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know. You've got Elton John. There's nothing. There's no reason he has to call anything the blues. <laughs> <laughs> Elton John is sitting on top of the world. Bon Jovi, here suit, happy, but not with this one. No. Nope. Shut the That's a great song. That is Sonic Bitch Slap. (laughs) I can see myself driving around my 1982 white Mustang, my uh, little beer can in Milwaukee's best, trying to drown out some sort of uh, sordid uh, affair gone wrong. (laughs) Just get like a shiver, a a chill. Yeah. I think that's acid reflux. Your your giant afro. Oh, man. You had the giant afro. I had the big feathered. uh, Oh, you feathered? Oh, you feathered boy. Did you also feather your (laughs) <laughs> okay. Hello? Hello? What? Come on, no. you've never seen the Triumph the Insult comic? Talk, uh... Yeah, there we go. This is a family show. I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe after just hearing that, Sean Daly claims that nobody has ever dumped him. I know. That's How what he does. Uh, not in the 80s. No. <laughs> No, you know, here's the thing, because I am afraid to love. Oh, see, and no, been, and no, the no, no, wait, wait, wait. You Fiji. actually had to date in the 80s to be dumped, so right. come on, fess up. I Boy. dated Natalie Diffenbaugh <laughs> and Molly Sherman. Drink, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a serial, uh, well, serial, serial killer, but also well, I'm a serial monogamist. So, so. And I, I dated uh, Diffenbaugh, you know, here and there. You know, but I, I've always been the dumping because I was too afraid to commit. But the reason we call her the Forever Fiance is because we've been together, what, 13, 14 years? We had a little break for about two years. Um, and then assorted mini breaks <laughs> that benefit my um, guilt and thought process. But um, again, but you guys have just been, uh, you know, like Joan Collins, the way you date, just all over the place. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's that right. I called you Joan Collins. Steve. Ouch! What are you gonna say about that, huh? Call me I'm Tom like- Collins. <laughs> Tom Collins. Well, yeah. Mmm, tasty. Or how about Bill Collins? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just got to say this right here. Phil Collins, hello. He's the worst at dumping because you know what he did. No. He FedExed his ed his ex-wife. No, he Yes, didn't. he broke up with her via Stallone, FedEx. Stallone he did fed her, that. He fed her Stallone ecstasy? did that. Or he FedExed oh, the divorce no. thing. He faxed her. You're right. Stallone was FedEx. Phil Collins faxed her. It's totally well, legitimate. Well, Brittany, what, mess- text message? Text Federal. message. I'm telling you, man. These Here's are the evil. thing. You guys, I'm defending these celebrities by saying that you guys don't know both sides of the story. This woman that Phil Collins faxed or FedExed or whatever, she, she could have been, been a lunatic. For all we know, Phil Collins may have had Major League head case on his hands. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I, whatever. Everybody knows that Phil Collins is a d- <laughs> okay, so don't even pretend like you're going to defend him. Well, first of all, see, now I'm confused <laughs> and because I'm about to defend Phil Collins, but I'm about to <laughs> let Spears hang a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Well, well, you know, everyone way. knows Phil Collins is a d- 
Phil Collins, first of all, in hip hop and rap, those guys love him. Those guys love him. And I love him too. Phil okay. Collins has become hip again. I think Genesis is about to tour. They are touring Europe it's, right now. I, I think, think he's good. I like Phil Collins. Oh, you mocked me with Berlin. Uh, you yes. know, it's kind of ironic because Berlin broke up mainly because of a problem between... Uh, because of Steve Spears. <laughs> no, I wish. Because of my f- torrid affair with Terry Nunn. No, mm-hmm. t- Terry Nunn was involved with the guitar, the keyboard player. I, I don't know if they were married or not. I don't no. think so. But uh, they had a relationship that, you know, sort of... Uh, and the heat of that relationship was kind of what guided the band during their glory years back in the early 80s. And then when they got to that point where they just couldn't work together anymore... There goes Berlin. One of the, what I think is one of the what could have been one of the best bands of the '80s, derailed by a you know faulty relationship. They had like a lot that. of good songs in a short amount of time. Everyone they just did. thinks like one or two songs. The Forever Fiance loves Berlin. That's how we keep the the the, the, the love magic alive. <laughs> oh, so when you're with her, is it kind of like riding on the metro? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's there more like uh, I'm a geisha. I'm a slut. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry, it should be Geisha. Um, Geisha. Geisha. I don't mean to offend anyone, it should be Geisha. Geisha. Do you know what I think the saddest song of the uh, 80s is? And I'm not even sure if it is necessarily an inherently sad song, but because of its placement in a movie, it's the saddest 80s oh, song. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Is James Ingram's yes. Just Once. Just Once. Can we find a way to finally make things right, Kathy? And but is it just? I it's guess the last it is kind of sad. It's the last American Virgin. Last scene in the last American Virgin. Steve's favorite '80s movie. Just watched it again last night in preparation for this podcast, start to finish, and you forget what a fantastic <laughs> movie that was, soundtrack wise. It's got everything in it, but strangely enough, it has Jane, James Ingram and the scene where Gary. Who uh, falls in love with Karen, who's dating his friend Rick, you know, finally spills his guts to her and then shows up at the party after spending all his money to buy her this little uh, birthday present and finds them making out in the kitchen. He hops into the car, starts driving away. You hear James Ingram come on the radio and then suddenly the credits start to roll. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. Cause here we are back where we were before Seems nothing ever changes And I remember watching it the first time going, you've got to be kidding me. That's how this movie's going to end? It's got to be the saddest ending to any 80s movie there ever. There is. It, it is. It was very jarring Do you mean other than... Sid and Nancy. <laughs> no, Sid and Nancy is at least you see them. Uh, the rest of the soundtrack oh, is a kind heaven. of new wave. Is the rest of the soundtrack like new wave? Devo, Oingo Boingo. And then all of a sudden you got this R and B crooner, yeah. James Ingram. Let's hear it just once. I love this song. Just once, can we figure out what we keep doing wrong? Wait a minute, you said Sid and Nancy. I did. That is. I had totally forgotten about that. It's hard to remember that's an 80s movie. I know. It could almost be like our theme our theme song, our th- our, keep, our mascot for, for this podcast. Yeah, we keep threatening to do a podcast on that. I know, Sean we are. Ex, ex, you know, using his executive veto. 
I love that movie. I was kind of obsessed with it. You in guys the 80s, are kind of so. like the Sid and Nancy of oh, stuck in the eighties. Okay. Yeah, because he's um, a psychopathic killer, and you know, and I do want I'm a psycho, a psycho, so and I'm going to die one day. But together, it's mad. <laughs> And I and, and and like Gary Oldman, I had I share that same wafer thin frame. <laughs> oh yes, it's all the heroin you do. <laughs> oh my god! But I no, I loved diet. the movie, and I had a sticker on my very first car, my Chevy Cavalier, and I remember I took it in to get like the, a paint job on it or something, and the the body shop manager was like. Is that a Sid and Nancy sticker in your car? So at one point you could tell he was kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, it is. And it said Love Kills on it. So he actually named my car, which was then forever known as the Sidmobile. The Sidmobile. The nice. Sidmobile, yes. That's right. That movie was actually known, alternative title was Love Kills. Love Kills, which. The is song by. By Joe Strummer. I uh, love it. Classic. I love it. Excellent tunage. Yes. And I think that's appropriate. A sad, that's a sad story, Kathy. Steve, do you have any sad stories <laughs> about love gone wrong? Or automobile repair? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, God, I have so many. You know, it's, it's, it's weird because for the longest time... They about, all involved vomit? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, strange bags of no. booze <laughs> in your there cargo was, pants from Chess King? There was a time where... Uh, Valentine's Day was like the kiss of death for me for like in the 80s. It seemed like almost every relationship I had broke up about that time. Oh. See, yeah, for me, it was his 23rd birthday was always the kiss of death. Yeesh. Yeah. Of course. they were. That meant they were all older, but we won't go there. Anyway, go on. That was really awkward when you were only 14 years old. <laughs> no, it seemed like every relationship I had broke up around Valentine's Day. And it was, it was lousy because, you know, by that time you've already got your prom date, then boom, you break up with them. And then... Or stuff like that. So it seemed like, and it seemed like for a long time, sending flowers to anybody was the kiss of death. So oh wow! It got to the point for a long time where I would never send flowers, and I would never try to be dating anybody on around, oh. around Valentine's Day. I remember one time, That's so sad. I was dating this girl, and this is, I know, a classic stupid thing, but I had forgotten. You know, like Valentine's Day was coming up, and it just one of those kind of busy times where I just completely forgot. And my girlfriend at the time went all out. What was her name? Robin. Robin. She Robin. went all out to. Uh, to get all these um, special things for me. She knew I was like, I really, really loved the city of Chicago back then. I just, you know, infatuated with it because of all the John Hughes movies. And so she had gotten me all these like little Chicago bear things and Chicago Tribune mugs and this real like kind of theme present. Oh, yeah. And she sounds psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, yeah. She, she doesn't sound really me, sweet. She, and uh, I had totally forgotten it was Valentine's Day until the day of. And so all I could do was like race to the drugstore. The drugstore. <laughs> Oh. And get what they had left. And the Whitman that, sampler. The, the Whit- pack, uh, pack of magnums. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have because all they had left was like two balloons that were only like halfway inflated. You know, oh, like gosh, the two Jesus. balloons nobody else would buy. So I bought those two to represent your dying relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't. I mean, I literally bought anything I could find there that looked remotely nothing says i love you like a, a multi-pack of slim jims <laughs> yeah. yep Ooh, and look at this lighter that I, says florida on it. and then i got home, and then when i gave him the balloons i lied and said these look great this morning and then something's happened to them they're losing their air and i, I t- totally botched the whole 
thing. Didn't she like the Confederate flag air freshener? <laughs> I know, exactly. Car? It smelled, you so, know, no, like roses. Was, but actually, I think I broke up with her after that. So I've <sighs> a few times where, I mean, I did everything wrong, but yet she still broke up with me. Robin sounds like the one that got away. Yeah. Or the no. one you chased away with. The <laughs> one you chased away <laughs> with your Come no. on. No, no, she's one. And then there was another girl I dated that uh, I broke up with about that time because I found out she was still dating somebody else Ooh, in Ohio. Oops. She had just in moved Ohio. down from Ohio and still had a boyfriend up there and uh, Elisa. And, uh, oh, I, Elisa's uh, – forget it. And uh, Elisa's the one who – the rat story. Oh, oh, no. with, oh wow. I hope it's the same. I'm going to say that all Elisas are psycho. Wow. So. I can't believe you both had – girlfriend's name Elisa that's you know, kind then, of bizarre what did your Elisa look like um I don't know five eight brown hair green eyes what are you giving her like driver's license <laughs> stats organ donor <laughs> organ donor <laughs> my Elisa was um, requires glasses for driving <laughs> Colombian uh probably about five nine five ten uh crazy crazier than a S house rat mm. but stunning Stunning. Beautiful oh, this girl, woman. she had this um, great. You know how back in the 80s you used to wear like the dark eyeliner, the really outline? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, that real distinctive. You used to, uh, you know, she could have used that lighter because that's what you used to do with the eyeliner pen. What? You would light it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then it would get oh, hot. Oh, and so then it would melt guy. it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makeup so she could have used that Florida lighter. A whole new segment on Stuck in the <laughs> My Lisa looked like um, a Latina Natalie Wood. I didn't hmm. be a Latino. Really? Or Latino. But uh, the. Uh, All right, and that's another segment. Well, what's really bad is okay, so I find out someone at work, because I've been dating her and, and I worked with her at this grocery store in town. And I. I've been, and everyone in oh, everyone's were, like, oh, you worked at a group. Were you a bagger? Yes, I was. Oh, for what grocery store? Publix. Publix, okay. Yeah. Where so shopping is a pleasure. Where shopping is a pleasure. And uh, um, I remember every time I told people I was dating Elisa, they'd always seem that look like, huh? Oh, God. not good for uh, you. Kind of, I'm like, and you know, somewhere along the line, I should have clicked in. That, why is it no one being real sincere about this? Oh, so, finally so everyone someone, knew, but you, yeah. And uh, so finally, so it wasn't uh, this dark secret from Ohio. No, everyone I mean, knew. Well, I guess oh. you know, because I mean, she hadn't been down here for all that long, so she had told everybody when she, oh yeah, you know, I have a boyfriend back up in Ohio. So I'd given her my class ring and everything, and she wore it. And, and you actually bought a class ring. Yeah, I did too. It was stolen. You guys maybe, are dorks. Yeah, I still have mine from college too, but not from high school. Oh, I didn't get that one from college. Ugly ass gold with a. V- mine was white gold. <laughs> white gold. <laughs> um, that was Steve's nickname in high school. White, white gold. gold. Here comes white gold. So yeah, no. So someone finally sat me down. One of my friends finally sat me down. He goes, I should probably tell you this. She's going to hate me for this, but you know, she's got a boyfriend up north and. <laughs> Gives a crap. You had her well, down here. You were getting all the so goods. You're 16 years old. I mean, you know. Yeah, but were you, were you getting any? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> she was oh, the I first. She so. was my first. and uh, She was your first? Oh. Yeah. Elisa was your first? I got to oh, write that down. We got to write this down. What are you doing? Keeping mm-hmm. for a journal? Lisa, Steve's first. She ruined <laughs> his you <laughs> for everyone else. <laughs> no, but I, I had the ultimate revenge. Because oh, well, this God. is where you now you're gonna tell us where she's buried. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> uh huh. No, um, I well, we did break up after I found out she had that boyfriend. And uh, did you get the ring back? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I dated her sister afterwards. Did you? What was her name? Nancy. 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 So. Nancy. And Lisa. Nancy. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you make love to Nancy? No. No. 
But uh, oh. it's, it's no what's really sad was is. But uh, Nancy said. She and then her boyfriend from Ohio, boyfriend from Ohio, came down. For and the you prom. beat the crap out of him. What do so, you look like? A pimply schmuck, right? Kind of like a Don Johnson. <laughs> oh, like blonde, no blonde, sandy hair. You know, oh. Don Johnson, Don sort of Johnson. slick. And you look like Don Knotts. Oh, <laughs> oh man, uh, did, he look, like, did he look like a Steph? Yeah, he looked uh, like Steph. He looked a good, like Steph. Sort of a Steph go. kind of character from uh, Pretty and Pink. Pretty and Pink. So anyway. See, you guys, see, that's where you guys went wrong. You were bold enough to love. <laughs> <laughs> I hold back my love. Hold back your love. Is that what, now whatever caused, I mean, everyone knows about your well-publicized relationship with Molly Sherman and, <laughs> and Diffenbaugh. I know one of them you kind of broke up with because she had like strep for three years. Mono. 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 You broke up with her because she now, had what, mono. Which one? That was mm. Diffenbaugh? Oh wait, that oh that kind of so what happened with Diffenbaugh? Oh, she's the one who hit you. I'm getting shy. Dun, 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 dun. She the, which is the one that's who slugged you at the beach? Uh, is that somebody else? Uh, that oh jeez, I you know don't get slug all slug is such a litigious word. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like slug beat is the such crap a potentially out of him. legally troubling uh, word. Um, who made an Natalie, unexpected uh, facial contact with you? <laughs> Uh, that would be Natalie. Uh, we had a bit of a, a scuffle um, in a little place called uh, Ocean City, Maryland, where uh-huh. I also, uh, years later, I would get my start in journalism uh-huh. at the Maryland Coast Now, Dispatch. she won, though, right? Ma- uh, Natalie actually slapped my friend Tom and uh-huh. bit my friend Sandy. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to... This is a human being, right? Not a dog. <laughs> I just want to be on the. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we were just, it was crazy young love. Talk about a uh, hump fest. I mean, we were, you know, all we were doing was, was knocking, you know, teenage boots. Uh, it was very volatile, you know, but uh, then we went to college. Hormones and racing. The reason I got a 1.0 my freshman year at Syracuse <laughs> wow. University is because I was um, flying to Pittsburgh. To, she was going to the University of Pittsburgh. I was going to Syracuse University in New York. And then when that money ran out, I was taking a bus. Now the bus ride to uh, from Syracuse to Pittsburgh is approximately twenty seven hours uh, without stopping, and so I'd put on the Depends and we just roll roll through the worst parts of the country just so I could go get laid. Uh, and then, but eventually, wait a minute. Just, How is it twenty seven hours? It's, it's not just that because far. you gotta go through Erie. Oh, <laughs> you can consult your atlas if you like. Uh, uh, follow along with me. <laughs> And you'll see that, that that's put extra mileage on. But anyway, um, I can't believe I'm getting a little shy here talking about I this. I know, but, you uh, are. But Natalie then, my, my parents said, uh, essentially, it was very Romeo and Juliet. My parents said, if you want to continue to go to Syracuse University, which is costing some like $20,000 a year, yeah. uh, you will no longer see Natalie. And so I said, all right, I, I better I better cut it loose. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, that didn't, that didn't go really well either. But when I was at Syracuse and Natalie and I were together uh, – we would talk like eight times a day, and I got a phone bill. Oh and no! My phone bill for I think October, nineteen eighty-eight was six hundred dollars. Oh my god! Wow! Oh, I was a complete head case. Yeah. Not the you know, the smart put together wow. man you see before you today, but I know. But Natalie and I, it's funny. I, I'm looking at this list here, but Natalie and I would make. It was really kind of mushy, and we'd make. Um, Oh. Mixtapes? Yeah, well, we made a lot of different tapes. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I referenced the uh, yeah, I think yes. I referenced the tape once before. Yes, I think you uh, did. But uh, God, I hope that's not floating around somewhere. But we made a lot of mixtapes. I believe it's on the internet as we speak. I want to believe that, uh, despite the fact that it's really a depressing song, I do believe Asia's "The Smile Has Left Your Eyes" 
was on one of the many uh, mixtapes we made for each other. So uh, I think Natalie now has uh, is, is married and has two lovely children and and lives in Central Pennsylvania. So I hope she's doing well. But it was pretty uh, it was pretty nutty. But anyway, I'd like to dedicate Asia's "The Smile Has Left Your Eyes" to Natalie Diffenbaugh. Uh, that's probably one of my very favorite Asia songs. Good choice, Sean. But, uh, it's tinged with sadness. It is. Oh. Hey, you know what? So you, have Young you ever, love. You, you've been in touch with her, so you know what she's up to these days? I no, guess? no. He's I, stalking I to, her I from to, afar. <laughs> I have to stay 500 feet away from her at all times. <laughs> this, this, Actually, he's not allowed in central Pennsylvania, last time I heard. But, you know. The, um, that, that's, does anyone have a story about bumping into an ex-girlfriend you know, years later? Oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, not an ex-girlfriend, but yeah, I was gonna say very interesting <laughs> no, story. About um, about every two years, I still bump into Sam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, including he sat right in front of me at the last U two concert. Oh no! And I was like, "Why His is that guy?" Not really Sam, right? That's the name I choose to use. <laughs> that's funny. Sam. Screech. So does <laughs> does does the Dan Fogelberg song go through your head then at that point? The same old Lang Syne. How does oh, that go? I no, I one. usually run, but you know, oh, no sad. song. <laughs> no. Play the song just for Kathy. Oh, okay. Dan Fogelberg, you haunt my dreams. <laughs> oh, you remember he botched the the trivia question that could have won. I know. When, when I was checking to make sure that that was an '80s song, yeah. the first thing it says is the singer from Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> I was like, you son of a bitch! I was like, where was you? Where were you last week when I really yep. needed you? I could be sitting here, the champion of the trivia challenge. Yes, oh, but you're not bitter. Apparently, I'm the surly one. But yeah. Okay. Well, sure. So, what you you and Sam were sitting next to each other at the U two show? Yes. And yes. when they played with or without you, did Sam say oh. creep over him? Oh, you even... know, it was it was it was kind of bittersweet because I did go see Rattle and Hum with him. So yeah, it was documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, ah, the memories. memories. Yeah, so all the memories. But yeah, with or without. So you, was it was a little awkward? Was he there with a woman? No. Were you there with a woman? No. Kathy? I was there with my friends. He was there with his friends. We. Did you make Barely eye contact? Spoke. He is still with the girl that he left me for. What's her oh. name? Make up a name for her. Um, Something evil. Oh, Gertrude. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty that's evil as it Sorry, gets. Aunt Gertie, but no. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, but they're still together, apparently, though not married. Hmm. So oh. she is indeed an also a forever fiance. Now, but, how about high school? Do you have any like horror stories about oh my God. high school? You remember, okay, you remember in high school around Valentine's Day, they always did these stupid things. Like either they gave, like you bought carnations or you oh, did yeah. all that stuff, teddy God, bears. Oh, God, that well, was, one Valentine's yeah, it was Day. was devastating. The, 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 the day before you're like, oh God, I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And you, so. You wanted, I had to hate this aside here because I got to get it out. In four years of high school, I must have sent probably $50 worth of carnations during those little things. Not once did I ever oh, return. Oh, God. In my Steve, lifetime, in my lifetime, so nobody has ever given me a flower. 
for anything. All right, bring in the flowers. <laughs> we have a surprise <laughs> for you. And you wonder why we're having an anti Valentine? Oh show. my God! So Tomorrow, go- Sean, we need to go get a half deflated balloon. For you know what I got for the forever fiance for Valentine's Day? What crab cakes? <laughs> I have. I swear oh, to God, I'm fl- really? I'm flying That's in, exciting. I'm flying in uh, her fra- favorite crab cakes from uh, Linthicum, Maryland, Aww. a place called GNM. It's an institution in, in Baltimore. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. I have. Have you heard of GNM? Crab yes, cakes? of course. You know, it's cute. You guys are talking about this, and Steve, I'm really sorry about the the flowers. I remember you'd always get like the the carnation one or the the, yeah. the pink one. You never got the red one, which means no. Ooh, yeah, I, right. know. I always had the secret admirer ones, and then at my twenty five, oh. my twenty year reunion. I did go around to all the girls that I had given one to and said, by the way, you know, in case you never knew in high school, I gave you one. And I'm sure that creeped him out big time. That is super creepy. And I want it back. But you know what? For the most part, you owe me nine ninety five. Yeah. Now they were all real like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, what else are they going to say? And then they all gathered in a corner. But go on with your story about the hearts. Oh, yes. Okay. So one year, all the girls got a heart. And like then, a paper heart that you wore yeah. on your shirt. And in, in class, you could talk, but like in between classes or at lunchtime, you were not supposed to talk to a boy because if you talked to the boy, then he got your heart. And right. then I guess, you know, wh- whichever boy had the most hearts at the end. We had the same contest at Countryside High School in Clearwater, Florida. And I swear to God, it was co- the winner was called the man with the most heart-ons. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Heart-ons. I get it. Did mm. you talk to a boy? Who got your well, heart? Well, no. Well... Technically, did he finally get it? I don't know, but right next to my locker was the skater locker. All the little skater boys had a locker right next to mine. They shared a locker? Yeah, there were like three or four of them. They all had locker. I shared a locker with someone, and then there were like four of them. And I was in love with, and I'll use his real name here, Troy. Troy. He was dreamy. And uh, there name. was a Sinead O'Connor song named Troy, too, but it was kind of dark. But... uh I digress. Anyway, he was dating my friend Natalie, so, you know, hands off. But there was another boy, Matt, who shared a locker, who was my friend, but I did not like. But I found out that day how much he really liked me because I would not talk to him. So then he managed to grab me and on one end of Building 17, drag me all the way to the boys' bathroom in an effort to get me to speak, which apparently I was too... Like stubborn to do it, and I ended up in the boys' bathroom. And you still wouldn't give up your heart. I still wouldn't give up my heart. At some point point along the way, I think you give up the heart. Here you go. Here, here's the no. See, I'm that stubborn. I would never do it. I would rather end up in the boys' bathroom than give up my heart. Well, yeah, I mean, I can say poor little Matt. It's it's episode seventy nine, and we finally got you to give the real name of a guy. I know. Oh, I did. Troy and Matt. Matt was his real name too. Let me down. Yeah, bring in Troy and Matt. <laughs> Actually, I ran into Troy too recently. How's he look? Uh, he was mm, he's looking good. He's looking good. Yeah, yeah. He was at like broken, Home Depot or something. Sean, have you ever broken up with someone and then later on, like years later, gone through like they end up with the feeling, hey, I could do better than this, and then years later, of course, they look like ten times better, and you're like, oh, what a jerk I am. It's a very litigious no, question. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> once it. again, that would show how shallow you are, though, wouldn't it? She's mm. you know when you've been with somebody for fourteen years, you you gotta be careful how you answer stuff like this. But like way back in the eighties, way back in the somebody yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure it happened, right? Nah, I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm really I was cold. My mom raised him, an only child, my mom married Daly, a total kook. 
she raised me to be aloof. And so when <laughs> since I was a baby, she's like, be aloof. And then when mm-hmm. now that I'm not married, she's like, what have I done? What have I done? I, I made run. you aloof. I, she I know. made me aloof. That's what Really? I was afraid to parents. love, Steve. I never I sent out flowers for fear that I wouldn't get any in return. <laughs> Ouch. It's really sweet, you know. In a in a little uh, in a cutesy for our for our um, our, uh, our preschool listeners, uh, Kid Lulu, my three year old daughter, um, we just had to go out and buy her first batch of Valentines Aww. for her class. And uh, her mother, the forever fiance, sat down. She taped, uh, um, you know, lollipops and little messages, and everyone gets them in the class. Yeah, yeah. and I was telling Lulu, I'm like. Enjoy it now because I know because it does. And, you and, don't always get Valentine's. And she said to me, year. she said, "Elmo." <laughs> so I, I think I think it got through. It, but, you uh, think it got through? No, huh? it's like this is nice. And then like she's got a couple more years of this, and then all of a sudden it goes to, "Hey, you give them to who you want, you break hearts, and then you I turn know. the other little boys who don't get them into angry podcasters." Yeah, it's it. so true. <laughs> Screw both <laughs> you. I'd rather talk about gonorrhea. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All right. I feel better. Okay. Did That's you, cute. You... She got little tattoos. We got oh. little, uh, yeah, little doggies and kitties. Mm-hmm. Boys got doggies, girls got kitties, and they come with the tattoos and the lollipop. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember Remember when you used to you used to give those out in class, and you used to always have to, the rule was you used to have to write something to that person about that person, like, to Sean, you're cute, love Sally, oh. or whatever like that. And, but it had to be true or whatever. So, and you would always oh, hope that you got the one to say, you're cute, true. I like you, or whatever. And I used you're to always really get the one. You're smart. You're funny. You're smart. You play ball real well. You never, you always got the really nasty one. Or like right? the hearts they'd give you, and then, you know, you get the one that says, please refill candy machine. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, no, I, you know, I don't know if they did this in your, in your grade school, but they would, you would have an envelope. Right on the front of your desk, this happened, and then everyone gets up with their valentines and walks through the oh, rows, yeah. putting in valentines to who you want want who you want to give one to, and then you're thinking, please to God, let me have and at least five. five. Yeah. You know, and then you'd look and you'd see Katie Howe, who you had a crush on. She just cruises by your desk, man. She doesn't drop anything in there. God, <laughs> <laughs> serious. See, we no knew. No wonder I can't love. I know. I knew. We knew you'd this one's get you to crack. We knew is, we'd get you to crack. This one is for you. Heartbreaker, dream maker, love taker. Don't you mess around with me. You're a Oh, now I'm all jazzed. Okay, Pat Benatar has reinvigorated me. I feel human again. But uh, this is a, this has been a sad podcast. It I don't has even, been. It has been. But uh, surely something around the corner awaits to in, to enliven us all. Ah, stuck in the '80s tradition. Name that '80s tune. Oh. The weekly contest where we uh, play a sad song. No. Oh. <laughs> there will be no more sad songs. No, we, come on. One more sad song. I swear. We play a snippet from a song from the '80s. If you can name the artist in the same song, game. Got it? Good. Here was last week's tune. Okay, obviously that was very easy. Belinda Carlisle. Oh, yeah. That was so easy. Mad About You. I didn't think it was that easy when I first heard it. but Maybe uh, you weren't subjected to Belinda Carlisle like I was. We had multiple winners. And uh, check out our blog at blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. To find out if you're one of them. In the meantime, here is this week's challenging tune. 
Ah, a little bit more difficult, I like to think. Anyway, if you think you know the name of the song, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com, and you can be a wiener. Hey there, Stuck in the 80s family. This is Walter Cox in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Just got done listening to the second trivia podcast, and I really, really enjoyed it, especially my my shout-out from our good buddy, Sean Daly. I have to admit, I, I deserved a certain amount of rebuke for uh, getting that song so totally wrong last week, but I thought there was just an extra helping of scorn in there that I was really starting to bother me for a minute until I realized that you listened to Sean way down deep in his voice. You don't just hear scorn, you hear envy. Sean wants to be me so bad he can taste it. Well, Sean, brother, every young boy needs a grown man as a hero, and I am just glad I can be yours. And just so you know, there's no hard feelings. I'm going to sign off by singing a snippet of one of your favorite songs. I am stuck in the 80s. Remember my score. What did I say about Walter Cox? Uh, you made fun of him because he got the Alan Parsons Project, Project uh, tune wrong. Yep. He thought it was Dire Straits. Yeah. Did I really? He bought oh, it. Oh, you did. It on. You did. Oh, shut up. Too. Well, Walter, I, I appreciate your uh, forgiveness, and I, I really don't remember uh-huh. the hate I slung out, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but um, That's what he says now. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I apologize. Okay. Nothing but love coming from me. <laughs> yeah. This is the anti show. And the, totally but this is the anti love podcast. So. We got to finish the anti VD show. Yeah, we got to finish up. And we mentioned the Smiths earlier. Yes, I I told Steve when we were planning this that um, if we did not have at least a special shout out to the Smiths, that we would be mocked endlessly because they are, you know, sort of the poster child for. But uh, we hope you enjoyed <laughs> our little romp Woo! through our uh, darker side of the eighties. Here and uh, uh, may the rest of your Valentine week be a little bit more brighter than the look that yes, Sean's giving Yes, and hopefully right you get fully inflated balloons from your loved one. Yes, hopefully everything from your loved and one not is fully something inflated. from the local CBS. <laughs> yeah. Eckerd's, thank you very much. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Until the next so sorry Hallmark holiday, we remain here firmly stuck in the eighties. Ciao. Lord knows it would be the first time Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. The show is engineered by Dave Morrison. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.